What's the secret to your hair, Dr. Lisa? I get that question so much. And what I have changed recently is using my Nourish Collagen Peptides from the Nourish Balance Thrive line. As you know, before I ever put my name on anything, I test it out for months. And so therefore, I have been using this product for a long time before it ever became available to you guys. Why am I loving this product so much more than any other ones that I've ever used? A, this is grass-fed collagen. So if you are dealing with post-COVID hair loss, if you are dealing with a Hashimoto's diagnosis or a hypo or just low thyroid diagnosis and you're losing your hair, or maybe you're noticing your hair just isn't as thick as it used to be when you were in your 20s, right? There's so many of us noticing that. You might want to add some collagen into your routine. And the Nourish Collagen Peptides is from grass-fed cows, so you're going to love that. You're not going to get all the nasty hormones or whatever else that might be in conventional products. I am always looking for the cleanest source available. What else? If you're looking in the mirror and you're noticing those laugh lines, or if you can pinch your skin and it doesn't like rebound back as fast as it used to, that means the elasticity of your skin just isn't there and we want to rebuild it, nourish it so it can thrive, right? So the Nourish Collagen Peptides will do just that. And obviously as a chiropractor, I love this because it is good for your joint health as well. So Nourish Collagen Peptides has type 1 and type 3 collagen peptides in it, which are great for, like I said, hair, skin, and nails. So if you are dealing with laugh lines or thinning hair or creaky joints, you're going to want to grab a container of the Nourish Collagen Peptides. You can mix it into your smoothies, into your coffee. You can mix it into like your brownies if you're eating that drlisao.com, click the shop link or click the link below. I have another episode here to share with you from my Keto Virtual Summit from several years back. This is with Vivica Menendez. You are going to really love this if you want to know more about intermittent fasting because actually how I met Vivica was in my dark days of 2016 after doing all the intermittent fasting on how the men told us to do it. I realized it wasn't right for women. So I started searching online. And Vivica was one of the very first bloggers that was mentioning, hey, you know what? I don't think this is as great for women doing it this way. And on the blogs that I was looking at, all these guys are like, it's fine, whether it's a man or a woman. And Vivica was the first one that called it out. And so I had her on the summit and we became like instantaneous BFFs. It was just one of those people that we both think so much alike. And intermittent fasting is amazing, but women, you can't do it the same way that guys do it because our hormones are different. And so this whole podcast talks about that. And so I found Vivica virtually through online. And then when she agreed to be a part of my summit several years back, I told her how I had, you know, I'd been following her for several years. Literally, it was her that really helped change the course of me getting out of trying to figure out what I had created for myself. (laughs) So again, take a listen. And intermittent fasting is amazing if done correctly for women. We just can't go into, you know, 20 hour fast every single day for months on end because it's going to literally tell your body different things as a woman with cycling hormones than a man. So check it out. Hey there, Rockstar. I'm Dr. Lisa Olszewski. I'm so glad you're here. I know you've been struggling for a while trying to figure out why things just aren't changing. I've been there. I get you. I see you. I know how hard you're trying. I'm here to let you know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm here to teach you the simple steps to becoming that healthy, vibrant you. Are you ready? Let's do this. 
Well, hello, everybody. I am honored to have one of our great speakers here with us today is Vivica Menendez. Did I say it right again? Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> it was better the first time. Menendez. Menendez. Okay. <laughs> Um, she's a certified whole foods nutritionist. She's a blogger. She's a published author. She's one of the leading voices on a food-based approach to natural healing or to healing. And she is the one person that literally does endocrine rebalancing with a ketogenic diet. So looking at things like your thyroid, your adrenals, the, rebalancing the stress hormones, she is the one person that is looking at that through therapeutic ketogenic nutrition. So she's the founder of the Healing Foods Method, which is a 14-week program where she works with clients one-on-one -on -one to turn their health ar around using therapeutic ketogenic nutrition or that diet. You would probably know her through her blog of The Nourished Caveman. So I am so honored to introduce to you Vivica because we're going to be speaking today about doing keto right for you. So as we spoke recently, keto is this huge buzzword recently, but it's nothing new <laughs> to people like you nor I. So why do you think keto is so popular now? Well, because it's very much needed. And, um, you know, if you look at our contemporary society at large in America, at least the health profiles of our society at large, we see a lot of metabolic damage, which means weight gain, um, obesity, and, you know, what we call syndrome X, all the different facets of this metabolic syndrome that come with like weight gain and malfunctioning pancreas, insulin resistance, and then eventually goes into car neuropathies, cardiovascular uh, disease, of course, diabetes, it's a big one, diabetes too. So these are all facets of damaged metabolism and metabolic issues that then kind of spill over like, you know, just a giant oil spill and it spills over into endocrine issues, which is, my little field of expertise, but, you know, I started out with metabolic and that's where, you know, at the beginning of my career and my studies, it was more like focusing on the metabolic part. So I worked more with diabetic patients and uh, diabetics too, mostly, you know, and people that dealt with syndrome X, but then because of that spillage, um, you know, I focus more on endocrine as well. So back to your question, <laughs> you know, as a ketogenic diet to the ketogenic lifestyle is one of the best ways to fix broken metabolism, what I call it, just, you know, quickly towards, you know. So people are discovering that there are huge benefits in this kind of eating. And there is a big difference between just doing low carb which has been around for a long time and instead going into full ketogenic, which has, you know, a whole different metabolic pathways of ketosis. So utilizing the benefits of ketosis really harnesses the power of this way of eating versus just doing low carb. That's for me, that is the main reason, but I also feel that keto is becoming so popular because people are thinking about another quick fix, another way to drop the weight fast. And that's what you see a lot advertised on the internet these days. It's like, you know, lose weight fast and, you know, eat all the fat you want and just get ripped. And, you know, it's for people who work out for professional, like weightlifters, um, anywhere from people that are into fitness or extreme fitness 
especially guys that want to be really like lean and muscular. But the spectrum of keto is a really wide spectrum with multiple benefits. But that's another reason I think why it is popular is because it does have this really wide spectrum of applications. Definitely. And it's um, going back to like our innate way that we were meant to eat, right? And I know you're going to cover that a little bit too, but do you think there's one cookie cutter model or is it different for every person? (laughs) For me, there is never a cookie cutter model. We are humans. Like, you know, if we all look the same and we're like same height, same size, same weight, same, you know, facial features, but we are extremely varied as humans. Our DNA, even though as a basic structure, has like billions of variations, you know, of genetic components. So imagine like how to try to fit everybody into one paradigm is just not a healthy mentality. And um, the beauty of the ketogenic diet it is it is um, more of a lifestyle than just a diet for sure. And it has different ways to apply it. So there is definitely not one way to do it, but we can find the right way to do it for a variety of people's people and a variety of situations. Um, what are some different guidelines that you would say specifically for women? Because I know, um, like even just personally watching things coming about over the last few years online, there everybody was touting certain things, but it was a lot of the males that were out there touting things. And you and I both know women function differently than men. So what, you know, give me a little bit of some of those little details. Um, so for example, uh, there is also women, we can't really generalize women because women go through different phases in their lives. And, you know, as we know, we are really um, closely functioning with the functioning of our hormones, um, sex hormones, thyroid hormones, and adrenal hormones, especially, plus insulin all the time. So as our hormones fluctuate through life, we also get into different phases of our life. So the reproductive phase is very different than the perimenopausal phase, which is very different than the postmenopausal phase. And our hormones have different needs that need to be supported by our lifestyle and diet. Because if we are going against what our body needs a certain moment, you know, for example, you are in the reproductive phase and you need to have a proper hormone balance in order to be able to have normal periods, in order to not go into dysfunctional patterns like PCOS or fibroids. I see a lot of that, a lot, a lot, a lot of that. But, you know, how does that ketogenic diet look like for that, you know, uh, cycling woman? So just in general, um, I want to say that for women, I feel like at all ages, all stages, there is a balance between the nutrition and the nutrients that we need to get into our bodies, you know, especially essential fatty acids, omega-3s, and all the good oils that we need to create hormones and the really good fats that we need to create the sex hormones so we can have enough progesterone and estrogen in our daily lives and have normal periods, do not become estrogen dominant. Um, so that is one something that's really important to consider, you know, but also on the other side, there is the carbohydrates and the role they play and the nutrients that come through the carbohydrates. So, you know, in, in a lot of communities that do keto, I've seen a lot of really indiscriminate and poorly thought out 
um, advice as far as like, you know, introducing carbohydrates into your cyclical ketogenic diets in the form of like donuts. And I've heard a couple guys interviewed on the, you know, no names for interviewee, but the interviewer was David Asprey and he was interviewing, um, you know, a keto guy that was doing it for fitness. And he was like saying, yes, he does his carbs with um, bear claws or like what are the cherry turnovers. People will probably know what I'm talking about by then. But anyways, for me, that is really poor advice because, you know, we cannot just be pretend and demand to be healthy, like a really strong base of health for long term, not just for now, 10 years, five years, but 40, 50, 60 years of solid health based on cherry turnovers. Mm -mm, Not going to (laughs) happen. Sorry, guys, to break the news. So, you know, introducing those carbs, that other important element that is, you know, in a lot of communities, again, for ketogenic, it's considered the bad guys. The carbs are the bad guys. Well, there are carbs that are the good guys and are the ones that feed our gut, they feed our fiber, they feed our nutrients. So they don't come as cherry turnovers and even not as fruit but they come as a variety of vegetables and some starchy vegetables as well. Now, there is a big famous doctor out there too that, you know, um, promotes, has some good things to say about keto is becoming one of the really like, you know, guys out there that is doing a lot of marketing on, you know, and uh, videos everywhere and programs everywhere. But um, you know, some of his ideas are good as far as like, yes, you can eat as many greens as you want. And again, I don't think that's necessarily true, but eating a lot of greens and a lot of veggies is good, especially for women, you know, as part of the carb balance. But there is also something else that I now I'm going to talk just real quick about the other side of what's not good for women specifically. And there are things like intermittent fasting that stresses your adrenals even further. Because for women, adrenal hormone stress balance is really important. And I feel like that is very much of a man's opinion that has not experienced, you know, um, the full effects of adrenal fatigue. And I don't know about his patients or his wife, but (laughs) I see it in my patients a lot. And, you know, promoting intermittent fasting for people with adrenal fatigue, even if it's gradually introduced, you know, it's still intermittent fasting. So in the end, it's like, you know, you're pushing an agenda um, as a silver bullet or, you know, a magic wand for everything, which I feel is really not a good advice again. it might be person is different. Like you said, every person is different and, and our hormones are different. And so we do have to look and take those things into consideration too. Right. So, um, you're a practitioner. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that in your clinical experience, you see how it is different from case to case, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Case. And you brought up something and I want you to expand on this too, because a lot of times I think some of the people that might be tuning in, um, they understand keto and there is, you know, a connotation out there that you can load up on crazy amounts of fat and a lot of protein. And they think back to like Atkins day, right. And they think of all of that. Um, and a lot of dairy, 
And you and I both are ones that we very much limit our dairy because of certain things. So I want you to share why, like I know why I do it and I'm sure it's the same reasons as you, but I want you to really share why it's so important, especially as women. And when you're grabbing a lot of dairy products that aren't organic dairy products, there's a lot of excess stuff in there. So I want you to talk a little bit about that. (laughs) So for me, there are, well, three reasons why um, I don't recommend dairy and I don't use dairy myself unless in very limited quantity and usually is goat, not cow. But um, one is, again, hormonal balance first and foremost. The second one is toxicity. And the third one is ethical. So I will expand in that. And like disclaimer here, I am a meat eater and I recommend, you know, um, meat animal products, not dairy, but meat. But I also am, you know, very strictly recommended sustainable, grass-fed, grass-finished, non-cruelty-raised, pastured meat products for all animals, you know. So this is very different than the dairy industry. Although because of the other two reasons, so ethical is not enough of a reason for me to just say don't have dairy. Um, There are the other two reasons and I want to touch on them uh, quickly. So the first one is hormonal. Um, Dairy interferes with women's hormonal balance. Cow dairy does. And maybe you being a doctor and a chiropractor, you have more on the research, you know, and like the, you know, biological reasons. For me, it's mostly clinical practice, but I see that the hormones that are naturally containing milk and cheese is, you know, are designed to raise a baby cow, not to feed an adult human, <laughs> you know. So even if there are no hormones added and the milk is like pastured, raw, non-cruelty, and just like just beautiful, amazing milk, it might be okay for your children to have it and, you know, have some of that in their diets. But for an adult woman, no, it just does not work. And so then there are like, of course, the individual uh, sensitivities that are developed that a lot of times they're not, you know, don't always come out. Some people say they have no symptoms, you know, and they think they're not sensitive, but then you have all these other subtle things going on. And once you eliminate dairy, really, you see the difference. And then the other uh, factor is toxicity. And of course, when you do conventional dairy, good luck, because, you know, <laughs> yeah, the antibiotics, um, the pesticides in the grain, there is bioaccumulation where like, you know, the animal just has to have that much, um, that much grass, let's say, to, or grain, worst and unfortunate grain, you know, that is being sprayed and processed or, you know, really awful things they feed those poor cows. So that accumulates in the milk and in the tissues. So, and plus, you know, the, the anti-inflammatories or whatever other medication they put those poor animals on because of the pus content of the milk, because they are in really poor conditions there, you know. So there is toxicity. Oh, and last one, important stress hormones of the animal that go into the milk. So don't forget those because people don't always think about that. Yeah, I don't think people ever think of that one. So it's yeah, it's interesting. I'm glad that you brought that up because it is it is absolutely true. So give me some do's and don'ts just of keto for general health and wellness. Um, and I love how you said it's not necessarily a diet. That's the one thing I always try to teach my patients. It's actually a lifestyle. 
You know, it's not something, Hey, I'm just going to do this for six weeks and go back to my, you know, bad eating habits or whatever. Like it's literally choosing to make better decisions every day for the rest of your life. And it's actually, it's livable and it's fun to live life that way because everyone always thinks like you're so deprived and you're actually not (laughs) because yeah, you can take a look at her blog and see some of her pictures and all of her recipes and that type of stuff too, because um, this is a foodie. This is somebody with Italian heritage (laughs) who has, you know, all sorts of stuff. And that's how her blog started. So um, yeah. I've been called a foodie, like an insult, pretty much. Like, because, you know, my book just came out, um, The Keto Paleo Kitchen. And I actually have one. Let me grab oh, one. Yeah. I show you. <laughs> I just got some from the publisher. But oh, so, that's amazing. Oh, that looks awesome. <laughs> so, because I like good food. And this is like stuff that you can eat on keto. And you can see, like, there is not all about like bacon and that was bacon actually, you know, and it's not all about bacon and, and butter and like, and eggs. Like I do a lot of things that is more Mediterranean. I love fish, but it's, I've got called a foodie. It's like, your book is too gourmet for us. <laughs> <laughs> but we all, that's what you can do with keto though. You can, you can be gourmet and you can have a high variety of food. So, um, to do's and don'ts, like I would say, yes, probably one of the main things is don't get stuck in bacon and butter because those are not very nutrient dense foods. And um, yes, you will be happy eating bacon and butter for a minute, but first you're going to get tired of it and then start craving more like things that have actual nutrients like greens and then you're going to end up like binging on some bad carbs because your body is craving nutrition and then you know also like being so narrowly focused even on something tasty eventually will cause imbalances and will give you the tendency to go into that binging behavior so widen the scope and like using nutrient-dense foods, that's number one, do. So don't do McDonald's keto. Don't do packaged food keto. <laughs> don't do like everything out of a box keto. You know, think nutrients, think health. So the base, that's why I call my diet keto paleo. It kind of, it, there is more to it, but it's a kind of a quick summary of like, you know, you want to use whole real foods you know, and then you want to add the keto component to that. So keto just means macronutrients. So do eat good foods and um, don't limit yourself too much. So the other don't is like, don't think that you have to, as a woman, don't think you have to be under 20 grams of carbs for the rest of your life. That is very unhealthy. Everybody, first of all, has a different carb tolerance So it's really important to kind of assess where you are with carb tolerance, where can you be in ketosis, you know, without having to to be solo carb. For some people, it's 50, 60 grams of carbs a day. So why do you want to be lower when you can tolerate that much and still be in ketosis and still keto adapt? There might be a very, very initial moment where you need to be more low carb, but then usually it expands. So another big daunt for me is like, don't do mainstream keto necessarily try to if you need to follow somebody try to find somebody who's like closer to who you are so if you are a 20 year old male find a 20 year old male that knows what he's talking about about keto and has been successful for his journey and if you are a 70 year old 
or a 60-year-old lady, don't look at a 20-year-old male because that's not going to work. It's a whole different universe, you know, hormonally, physiologically, like mentally as well. You know, you're not going to go do the same workouts. <laughs> right. Um, so try to like stick to as individualized as possible. Um, what else? Um, yeah. How do you have your clients test for their ketone levels? Do you have everybody using blood? Do you use a breath meter? How do you do that? Just out of curiosity. Uh, there is kind of a progression for me. We start yeah. out with the strips because they're cheap and they're good and they work. Once you keto adapted, the strips really don't don't work anymore. So you're, you know, they kind of go to like trace and stay there. Um, then there are different options and depending on the person and on their lifestyle, we either go blood measuring or we go ketonics breath measuring. So it really depends on the person. All right. I was just curious with that, because I know we have a lot of, um, with our audience, it's beginners and we have more advanced people within keto. So just for some people that are, are just beginning on where to, where they can start out with. I would say start with the strips, you know, you're in strips, they're cheap. And they're effective for, you know, the first month at least for sure. You can mm-hmm. use them. Once you see the strips start going flat, nothing, that means you're keto adapted. Then you have to switch to a different way of testing. Yep. Wonderful. Any other tidbits of information? You are just, you've got so much information. I appreciate you being here. <laughs> of course. It's my pleasure. Um, let me see. What's important for me um, I think it's that to know that a ketogenic diet is can be a therapeutic diet. And so ketogenic diet and this kind of lifestyle, I'm a nutritionist, first of all. So I'm not just somebody who does macros or like a dietitian, you know. I'm a holistic practitioner and I look at health before diet. So I would say don't expect keto again to be the magic bullet because when you do keto and it doesn't work, and I guess we should bring that point up because a lot of people come to me and they're like, I've done keto and it didn't work. I done keto and gain weight. I can done keto and I couldn't digest. I've done keto and I had horrible symptoms. I've done keto and my hair fell out. I've done keto and I couldn't sleep you know, after two months. And, you know, I had energy and then suddenly all my energy went away and I went crazy. So those are all, for me, big signals, red flags that tell me that you have completely ignored your underlying health situation and what's going on. And your weight is just the tip of the iceberg. And, you know, I understand that not everybody wants to take care of their health in the same way. Some people prefer to just take a pill and not think about it. Some people are want to be committed to resolve issues. So, um, but regardless of which approach you choose, the pill approach or the real healing approach, still keto is not going to resolve everything that's going on. It's going to help with a lot of stuff. It's going to help with a lot of conditions. It's going to help you get cleaner and clean up your lifestyle. But still, when you have major um, underlying health conditions like thyroid imbalances, like toxicity, heavy metal toxicity, that is one of the number one reasons of hormonal imbalance, by the way, it's toxicity. So you can be toxic, toxic with metals or toxic with hormones themselves. 
you know, so all those examples are just like to say that you need to have a real look at what's going on underneath. Then you will know why you're not able to be successful with a ketogenic diet. Perfect. So where they, where can they find their, your book at? Obviously on your web page, but where else? <laughs> on Amazon. And yes, I do have a link if they are on my blog, The Nourish Caveman. Um, there is a page for the book and then there is a link straight to Amazon, but it's also on Barnes and Nobles. And I forget, there is like five different outlets that they can buy it on. So it's, okay. uh, and it's a Whole Foods, you guys, the book is a Whole Foods. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> That's, really so exciting. That. That's a then, huge accomplishment. I'm sorry. That's a huge accomplishment. Congrats. That's exciting. Little one, but you know, those little things that make you happy. <laughs> That's for sure. Writing a book is one of those things that continues to be on my list and it hasn't even happened yet. So you're way ahead of me. <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> All right. Well, if they want to find out more information, they can find you at thenourishcaveman.com, correct? Yes. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate all of it. Lots of great information. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. All content provided by Dr. Lisa Olszewski and her guests in her programs, including this podcast, her website, summits, and other platforms, is for educational and informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of your physician or another qualified health provider before you make any changes to your health routine, especially related to this content. Ask your physician questions about medical conditions. No statement has been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and products mentioned or discussed in these programs are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I hear it all the time. How do I get my kids to eat fruits and vegetables? How can I get them to take a multivitamin? Or even for our adults, I hate fruits and vegetables. How do I incorporate some of the great benefits of this? This is why I created the Nourish Super Greens and Super Reds. You are going to love them. They are all organic. You have organic green blend and an organic red antioxidant blend. But what else I love about this... I brought in immune support as well. So we have such amazing superfoods, all of the different mushrooms that are in there, along with digestive enzymes. And you can just mix it into your smoothie. You can mix it into some water, but it tastes good. There are no added sugars. You're going to love it. So just click the link below or go to drlisao.com and click the shop button.